Hello and welcome to this last What You Said for this year of 2016. My name's Mike Hanley. This is the headquarters of the World Economic Forum in Geneva. And I'm coming to you with What You Said on our digital platforms online, in particular on Twitter, on Facebook, in response to some of the comments, ideas, surveys, opinions that we have published this week. This is going to be the last what you said for this year. Next week, I'm going to take a bit of a break for the festive season in order to build up my reserves of energy for January when, of course, we are looking forward to welcoming leaders from around the world, from business, government and civil society, to our annual meeting in Davos. At the beginning of 2017, in fact, the meeting starts on January the 17th. It's going to be a pretty critical time to be convening leaders from around the world to address the many and multiplying challenges facing the world. These are, as the Chinese curse says, quite interesting times. In the meantime, we have had plenty of action online this week. This week, I thought I'd look at some of the conversation on Twitter, in particular around a video of a survey that showed that a recent study found that young people are losing faith in democracy. According to a study published in the Journal of Democracy, a US-based publication, young people have less faith in democracy than older people do. This survey showed that 72% of Americans born in the 1930s, that's my parents' generation, think that democracy is absolutely essential. These are the people who lived through the Second World War and have seen how things turn out when you don't have strong democratic structures, perhaps. Compared to this 72% of older Americans, only 30% of millennials, people born around about the turn of the 21st century, think the same. So only 30% of millennials think that democracy is absolutely essential. There are similar trends in Europe. And more than that, younger people seem to be open to non-democratic forms of government, such as military rule. This survey showed that 43% of Americans and 53% of older Europeans think the military should not intervene in politics, while only 19% of young Americans and 36% of European youth are against military intervention. That is pretty stark and shocking, particularly if you are an old believer in democracy. They are quite stark and shocking results. You thought so too in your commentary. Chris Borman, a land rights campaigner from Australia, has this to say about the framing of the survey, or at least our presentation of it. Something fishy about framing this lament as democracy versus military rule. And Chris was joined in this view by a user with the handle Gloomy Goblin, who pointed out that military rule is not the only other option to democracy. My fave, said the Gloomy Goblin, is scientific resource-based societal structure. Now that, for me, was interesting, and I actually have never heard of scientific resource-based societal structure, so I googled it. 
And I have to say that uh, nothing that I recognised as an alternative to democracy for nas managing national affairs actually came up. So I, I don't, I'd love to hear more about it, Gloomy Goblin, if you want to drop me an email or add to the conversation string on Twitter. Uh, but I don't know what scientific resource-based societal structure is. And Chris Borman weighed back into the conversation saying that he personally is a fan of deliberative democracy. And uh, when you do a little bit of research into what deliberative democracy is, I kind of agree with him. Deliberative democracy is democracy, but on steroids. Imagine if every vote was preceded by truly informed deliberation by voters who are deeply engaged on the issues. Imagine months of campaigning with differing points of view and, under, and the underlying realities were exposed for everyone to see and everyone went to the polls with an informed decision. Well, I'm not sure that we didn't just see that in both the Brexit and the US elections, or maybe I'm just being a little bit facetious there, but I think the words deliberative democracy are easy to say, but perhaps not so easy to actually implement. In any case, democracy, deliberative or otherwise, is facing some real challenges. But back to our Twitter comment stream, Claudia Heldress asked, so... She asks, what do they propose instead of democracy? Because we're all living the consequences of rejecting a system without an alternative proposition. And many others agreed with her. Over on Facebook, the same video attracted some 230 comments. Stuart Holland had this to say. How is this surprising to people, even if democracy were incorruptible, which it certainly isn't, and gave anyone the opportunity to run for office based on real individual merit as opposed to millionaires, it would still be a bad idea. Socrates, back at the inception of democracy, pointed out why, and I don't understand why it isn't glaringly obvious because it's rule by popular vote. What is popular is not what is necessarily effective, ethical or practical. Of course, it isn't going to be an effective way to make good decisions or to progress as a country. To be elected and to stay in office, you have to say and do what people want. And how can it be any surprise that politicians are liars? Well, that's clearly a very strongly worded opinion there, Stuart Holland. And indeed, it seems that we are back with the old Winston Churchill quote, democracy is the worst system, except for all the others that have been tried from time to time. No doubt, as 2017 unfolds, the challenges to democracy that we've been seeing throughout 2016 will continue as the year that has been 2016 draws to a close, I'm beginning to think about how we could start the next year on a more positive note. And in this, I've been guided by a video that we put out on our social channels, encouraging perhaps some of us to become vegetarian, as becoming vegetarian is often cited as the one thing that we can do as individuals to lighten our footprint on the planet. The video we published on this idea was titled, What if the whole world went vegetarian? 
In that video, we stated that meat provides some 17% of the world's caloric intake, but it takes a disproportionate impact on the environment. The production of a kilo of beef emits up to a thousand tons of greenhouse gases and consumes over 15,000 litres of water. If the whole world gave up beef, by 2050, the value to the environment would be somewhere between 500 billion US dollars and 1.6 trillion US dollars, and the health benefits would be at least equal to that. At the same time, thousands of farmers and nomads would lose their jobs and their way of life, and people on low-calorie diets would lose the more nutritious parts of their diet. So there are pluses and minuses, but not so many minuses, that those of us on rich European diets who could easily cut down on meat shouldn't consider doing so and saving money and our health. Still, that didn't stop the comedy trolls from dwelling in the comments section. Emily Estcourt earnestly writes, I just pray the whole world goes vegan. I can't stand the suffering. The frustrating thing is, it's in our hands, but there's still so many who don't care about the animals or the environment, with a very sad emoticon face. Jacob Wormsley replies, I love a good chicken breast fillet wrapped with bacon and filled with cheese alongside a lamb chop and a fillet of fish. It's just so tasty. And Theris Stephanus replies, Jacob Wormsley, how old are you? Five? You're childish, man. A real man would not mock someone like that. While Daniel Chaver responds, so what is a real man? Also, chicken fillets wrapped with bacon and filled with cheese are really tasty. Enough of this silliness. I'm going to go and stuff my vegan turkey with vegetarian sausages and steal my meat-eating psyche for a dietary shift bound to last at least until lunch on January the 1st. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this program, and I will be back on Tuesday, January the 3rd, with a little look forward at what's in store in the weeks leading up to our annual meeting in Davos. My name is Mike Hanley. This has been 2016 and What You Said. <laughs>